Hey everyone, welcome to the Electronic Gaming Mostly Podcast, episode 12, Untitled. Oh Is it episode 12? Yeah. We're supposed to do it every week, we've been doing it for like 30, and it's episode 12. <laughs> I'm Seeker127 with The Gambler, yeah. and we're going to be talking about mostly Resident Evil and some of the Anthem demo, because we've been playing the shit out of that game. I did, uh, I did everything. Every achievement. And it only cheated a little bit, so. And he's well, playing it right now, which is why it's going to be a delayed reaction. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, not, I'm taking it light. <laughs> but so, uh, uh, I'm with you on that. I, I, I only cheated a little bit. I'm 100%. I don't 100% a lot of games, but uh, I still want to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Even like yesterday when no one was on and I didn't want to play Call of Duty. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll play Resident Evil 2. Just like, yeah, I guess. I guess I'll play it for eight hours straight and beat it three times. You know. I keep finding myself wanting to play. I've played 50 hours of this game. I've beat both scenarios multiple times. I've 100% of the game. I still want to play it. I don't know. It just it keeps pulling me in. Does, uh, it does a lot right. You may hear a cat in the background. Ignore that. He's just being a bitch. And we're doing the podcast live for the first time ever on a whim. I wasn't prepared, which is why it's just a blank screen and voices. But you can use your imagination. Like listening to the radio. For those of you who don't know, the radio was this thing they had back in the day where they would send signals through the airwaves. And you had to have (laughs) a radio to pick up those waves and listen. So. Wave it around, Marty. It's kind of like a podcast before there was the internet. Crazy, Mm. right? Yeah. You also couldn't see anything. People used to gather around their living room. Instead of it being a television, it was a radio. They would just stare at their dicks and just listen to people talk. It wasn't something that you just did in the background to just distract you from driving. (laughs) And kill you. Yeah. So Resident Evil 2, as a huge Resident Evil fan, and it might just be because it's still fresh, I think it's the best one. I think mm. it's better than the original. I think it's better than the GameCube remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it, it definitely retains the spirit of the older games and you know does the over-the-shoulder thing for all the crybabies, but it works. Over-the-shoulder works. I think it's better. Well, you don't really get the uh, that B movie kind of fixed camera experience. There, I mean, I've seen a mod where they do the whole gas station segment at the beginning with fixed camera, yeah, and it I actually works that. pretty well. It, the problem is that most yeah, of the game to make up cuts. for. Well, <laughs> part of that is because that guy was an amateur. <laughs> you gotta you gotta put the cameras in certain places, but the lighting is mostly from your flashlight, so you can't really see anything. So to make up for right. not being able to see around a corner because of fixed cameras, they made the whole game mostly really dark and gave you a flashlight to kind of give you that tunnel yeah. vision. And it doesn't really I mean, work I, well with fixed I think cameras. I, I do think it could work like a classic mode, but I'm not a fan of it necessarily with the remake because I, I, I think the remake is superior in just about every way. Uh, I mean, I played the original 
Resident Evil 2, and I think it's far superior than... Uh, well, it ought to be after 20 years, you know? I mean, I... I'm trying not to upset people, but I, I don't I don't think the fixed camera is that great, honestly. Um I, I'm I'm not against going back and playing the originals or anything like that, but uh Well I'm not saying that it should have had a fixed camera, but, well, yeah, I, but you I, I like the style that swear, that swear by it. I, I, the style's fine, and I think it works with old games. I think you could maybe make some indie games today that use those fixed camera uh, systems i i think it still holds up but i'm glad that the remake isn't like remake one i'm glad that it's the way it is because i think uh i think the over the shoulder is better well, this is it's like, better for it's better for most things but there's just some like kind of Resident weird like someone's have. that paranoid someone's watching you kind of feeling you don't get that anymore other than that, yeah. I don't know, better. though, because yeah. you, you, the camera gets tight up behind you, and I think it makes it a little more frightening um, at times. The atmosphere is so good in this game that... I mean, I, Resident Evil games aren't usually scary. Um, well, they're usually got, you know, two to five jump scares. A lot of jump scares happen that aren't even intentional. There's only, like, you know, two to five that are intentional, but most of it's about... Tension and atmosphere. With the tension coming from, you never feel prepared and you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Well, I'm down to five handgun bullets and two shotgun shells. Having, I having hope I don't. <laughs> I, but I hope I don't run into tyrant. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, a meme now. This game, I've played this game, you know, the original, and I've played this game, Resident Evil Two Remake. Oh my God, so many times over the past two weeks. I still, it's still kind of intense in certain areas. Are you going back and playing it legit with no infinite ammo weapons? Yeah. <clears throat> it's still got intense moments in certain areas where you, even though you know something's coming, it still builds up to it nicely. Um, <clears throat> I think the difficult, the, the scary part of games these days. I mean, a lot of games tried to do the disarm you so that you're helpless and give you a, a feeling of helplessness. Those games usually devolve into just run away. Yeah, um, or hide in the locker, which is why I generally don't like that. those games. Like, Amnesia was okay because you only really come across enemies like two or three times. Yeah. <clears throat> There's uh, not a whole but, lot of that. But a lot of people liked Outlast and... <laughs> I didn't like it was predictable. You played yeah. it with me. Like you go and you look at a it's file, and a little cutscene happens, and then it ends, and you're, I'm just like, "All right, what do you want to bet that when I turn around, there's going to be an enemy standing there?" Yeah, turn it's around, not that enemy great. standing there. <laughs> they try to go, and for, then like, you run the from everything. That's it. Thing. Yeah, you just run from everything. They try to build up the creepy horror thing going on. I, I think ultimately, though, when it comes to, I, I think Resident Evil Two has, remake has shown that you can make something terrifying and scary but still have weapons i mean yeah once you know how many hits it takes for tyrant to go to to a knee like two grenades and he goes down even on hardcore it becomes a little easier grenades become that much more valuable you really don't even need to use it because there's no way that he can even get to you right like there's there's certain times like once i mean when i was dealing with tyrant in the beginning i was just giving him the slip by having him I wouldn't even like run around him. I just 
have him follow me upstairs and then I'd take a downstairs detour and he'd be on that side of the map. Yeah, I mean, if he come if he yeah. meets up with you in like a main area, then it's not that big of a deal. It's when he walks into a tiny little room with you or when you're trying, you know, you got to get from point A to point B and all of a sudden he walks through a door and now you got to backtrack and go the long yeah. way through a bunch of liquors and zombies and shit you're not prepared for. But one grenade kind of puts him at least in a, in a yeah, you can't, you can't do that every time. Cause you know that those grenades are going to be really useful later. Like it's just, it's painful to shoot them. Cause you know how much you're wasting. I don't know. Flash grenades are pretty useless in this game outside of dealing with him. I think uh, they, they put him out enough. Like he swings about three times or so before he recovers. I uh, let's say the storage room, for example, um, is it? No, it's the records room. So when you go to the records room, he always comes to the records room. Sometimes he'll get there quickly. Sometimes he won't. But like you have to then backtrack through a hallway with a potential liquor in it. Well, you can wait for him to get to the records room and flashbang him, and then you can walk out the door and walk down the hallway far enough before he even gets even close to you that you should be almost out of that hallway so you can start sprinting again and not get attacked by the liquor. So that hallway is the reason that my um my hardcore S plus run was so fucked up. I played the first the first part of that game up until that that whole use the club key. Probably yeah. seven times because what happens is when you go through there the first time, first of all, an S plus run for those of you who don't know on hardcore is less than two hours on uh, the second scenario. You got to save it less than three times and there's no like hit continue. There's no checkpointing. It's just wherever you last saved it, like the good old days. Yep. So the, the first part of the game, once you know where everything is, is pretty good, but you're doing a speed run. So you have to leave a bunch of stuff behind including a lot of like inventory space stuff and ammo. So there's one part where you get the club key and you got to go through this hallway that you've been through before. The first time you go through, there's one liquor and liquors you could just walk by. Times. Yeah. I mean, if you know what you're doing, that's like the minimum is three. The first time though, there's a bunch of windows, you know, you can board up, but because you're doing a speed you run, you're not boarding yet. Yeah, you don't well, have you don't boards even and you're not going to backtrack. Well, you could still get the boards and then go back before the zombies break through. I've done it. But. I, think you, I think you get two boards before you go that way. Uh, one of them, you get one board outside where you first meet Claire uh, after the helicopter I mean, crashes. you can get three. You get, you get one. Well, you get one that you have to use right next to the save room. You don't have to, but right. it makes it a lot more well, helpful. It may, you get most one, people use it there, yeah. You get one past the waiting room. You get one right before, actually you get one right in the beginning on the B scenario when you come through the door, it's just sitting there and get that one. But yeah, point is, is you're not going to have enough the first time you go through. And since you're speed running, you're not going to go back yeah. and board up those windows. So at most you'll have two, but there's still going to be zombies in the way in that hallway. Mm -hmm. Now the liquor, because you on the B scenario, it just throws you into the thick of shit with Mr. X and the liquor is already spawned and you have nothing except for a handgun. You're probably just going to either throw a flashbang or sneak by the liquor. You're not going to kill it. So now there's that liquor and then a new one spawns when you go back with the club key. You got all those zombies in there that you can't shoot because the liquors will flip out. And Mr. X always shows up. Fun fact. And I fucking died there so many goddamn times that I just decided to save it before that. So because I saved there, I could only save it two more times. And my third save was before the Birkin fight with the crane. So. I had to make it through the entire fucking lab and the super tyrant without, without dying. And 
I didn't do it. I could have done it if I knew what I know now, that you don't need to fucking shoot the super tyrant at all. You can just wait it out. Well, you also can block the attack with the shit that falls from the ceiling. Yeah, see, he does this gib move, again, for people who don't know, where he, like, flexes his arms and roars and then charges at you. And on normal difficulty, you can just throw a flashbang and interrupt him. But the wind-up is much shorter on hardcore, so you, you can't do that. So I didn't know what else to do. It's he, he can stagger if you do enough damage, but it's hardcore, so it takes more damage. Yeah. And you're kind of running low on resources because, you know, you didn't pick up everything. Yeah, it's the end of the game, and you didn't pick up everything because it's uh, it's a speed run under two hours. Hmm. But it turns out you can just hide behind a rock and he'll do it to the rock. And I think you can knife him, too. I think if I had a knife and I just kind of ran away from him, when he starts doing the charge-up thing, I can just get close to him and swipe him, and I think that stuns him. So I could have done it, but I decided to cheat instead because I spent eight hours playing the last half of that fucking game <laughs> on hardcore. And yeah, I got the rocket launcher and I got uh, the minigun, but I don't really use them. I just wanted to have them. But, you know, if I, like I said, if I knew what I know now, I could have did it legit. And I might go back and do it legit one day, because why not? But that one part of the game is super fucking difficult. And you wouldn't think it is. But I've seen people do speed runs, and they just run right through. They just, you know, they don't even walk or sneak by the liquors. <laughs> they just run, and the liquor doesn't do anything. It's like, what wow. are these, the luckiest fucking people on the planet? Right. I get like I there's that over liquor. so much when you do tofu there's that liquor in the long hallway where, before you fight first birkin and like he'll he'll always miss you every time with some kind of lunge attack or something but every time he ends up right on my ass after that turn before that first zombie and hits me every time every time yeah that's Never an acceptable it. hit and then every, every time i see somebody else doing it it's like they don't get fucking touched What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I did do all the tofu's legit though. Proud of that. Yeah, not me. I cheese the fuck out of that bullshit. I mean, it wasn't even you, worth it. Once you figure I just, out, I yeah, you don't do even unlock anything. anything. Yeah, you don't unlock anything. A model. Yeah. All right. You so if models. you beat the game on A and B scenarios, you unlock Force Survivor, which you get to play as Hunk. And then uh, once you beat that, you get tofu, like the classic tofu with just a knife. In this case, it's a bunch of uh, combat knives, so you can use them defensively too. Uh, and then after you get, after you beat it as tofu, you unlock two more tofus. One of them just has grenades. It's like thirty-six grenades, and that's it. And that one was actually pretty easy. Uh, and then the other one has a bunch of flame rounds for the grenade launcher and a flamethrower, which was actually more difficult than the grenades, believe it or not, because. <laughs> Neither of those really have any stopping power. Uh, then once once you beat, I think, one of those, you get two more. One of them has a bunch of herbs and both of the B-scenario pistols, so Leon's 1911 and the Colt. Uh, and then the other guy, what does the other guy have? I forget. Oh, the other one has no healing, but has a rocket launcher, a minigun, and uh, the spark shot. With, uh, I mean, virtually unlimited ammo for the spark shot, which is actually pretty good in this game. Virtually, yeah. I mean, it's got like, what, 207 rounds, which you'll never use. Even if you killed everything with just the spark shot. 
And then uh, once you beat all that, you get nothing. I, get, I think you get some models or something you could look at. But Other than the infinite weapons, it's pretty a lot of useless shit. Yeah, I and mean, even the infinite weapons they give you aren't even good. Like For beating no, the game don't. on standard with an S rank, you get an infinite ammo pistol, and it's the worst pistol in the game in terms of power and how long it takes to... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Well, well, they give you all these upgrades for your for some of your main guns, and you don't even get to fucking use those. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of good for, uh, like, I got all the pre-order bonuses, and so I didn't have to use Claire's gun. Little five-shot piece of crap. So that was good. The only upgrades you get for her are a speed loader, which brings it up to all the pre pre-order bonuses. And then later on, you get an upgraded frame, which basically turns it into a magnum, but not with regular handgun bullets. You still have to use, like, high-grade bullets or whatever, and you only right. get, like, 16 of those. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It's weird. Like, Claire gets a, a different pistol. She gets one with a laser sight, so it, you don't have to wait for the crosshair to get small. Which is an amazing gun, and then it's barely used at all. Well, I don't understand I, I why they don't it. let you like keep those or some shit into next playthroughs. Yeah, that'd be cool to have like a new game plus mode. Yeah. I, I hope they add shit. I hope they just preserve the game as it is now, but then they like add like new game plus type shit. Like yeah. more gun upgrades and well, we know we're know, like more enemies. DLCs for free. Well, based it's, off other it's survivors. a three part it's a three part one DLC. It's called Ghost Survivors. Ghost survivors, yeah. So what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean they die, or does that mean like they're well, survivors? Well, they all die in the game. Nobody knew about. No, they're all, they all die in the game. This is they said it's like a what if scenario. That's so gonna be one of two things. It's either gonna be like little mini snippets of the game that take you from like the beginning of their story, wherever Capcom decides that is, to where you see them in the main game, or it's gonna be kind of like some kind of extreme battle mode. Like, uh, think of like hunk and you got to get from point A to point B, but you just, the idea is to kill everything, not learn where to run to skip shit. Kind of yeah. like the extreme battle mode in the DualShock version of, uh, Resident Evil two, right? Like there's three stages. And in the first stage, you got to just get to a certain point. And then the second stage, you got to find all the bombs. And then stage three is you have to plant all the bombs or something, or you get to the place where you plant them. But through the whole thing, there's pickups, which is different than hunk because you don't get to pick up anything. And it's kind of uh, like it, you're racing the clock. There's an extreme battle mode. The whole idea was like you still don't unlock anything. Um, but you could try to like beat your own record in terms of time. So the more shit that you pick up and the more enemies you kill, the less, you know, the lower yeah. your time is going to be. So, I don't know. I'm still surprised that they didn't add a, a first-person mode. I thought for sure that was going to be one of the unlockables. I mean, fuck, if they can do it for Code Veronica. <laughs> I mean, this engine's already set up for it. Right? A lot of missed opportunities. There's a few things I don't like. We'll start with that because the list is short. One of them is the old Resident Evil games. The zombies were pretty predictable. There was some RNG, but... It was pretty subtle. Uh, this yeah. one, there seems to be a lot more RNG when it comes to if you're capable of skirting a zombie or dodging shit. There are some times well, when... Their, their lurch <clears throat> attacks are just way too strong. Yeah, and in the old games, you know, if you got bit by a zombie, you could push him off. 
and take right. less damage. You can't do that here on standard mode. I never played assisted mode, so everything is standard or hardcore. Uh, but on standard, you get bit once, you're in caution. You bit, get bit again, you're in danger. You get bit again, you're dead. And if you get bit by two zombies at the same time, you take double damage. On hardcore, you take one bite and you're in danger. So it's pretty unforgiving. Yeah. So there are some times when, like, you'll shoot him in the head once, you just pop him and run by, and that totally works. And then there are other times when you can shoot him in the head five, six, seven, eight times, and they just keep coming. They don't even flinch. Yep. I don't like that. I get that the game would be too easy if a headshot meant to kill every time, but you should be able to reliably stun him. And I know there's people out there like, well, you fucking idiot, just shoot him in the leg. Yeah, still random. I've shot yeah, zombies in the random. leg three times and the leg breaks, and I've shot him in the head seven times and they still bite me. Yeah, there's a random critical modifier. So if you let your crosshairs close up, you get more of an increased chance of critical. So what that means is there's an underlying crit modifier in the game that it's a, it's a crit chance, not a 100% crit. So that's the random that we're talking about where randomly you can get a crit on the leg and it'll pop on the third shot. But there's no way to tell like how many shots are without the crit because you never know when you're getting the crit in, in terms yeah. of like, let's say I wanted to test it out and by shooting the same zombie and loading the game. I mean, I don't know if it's the sixth shot. I might get to seven shots and consistently get to seven and it breaks. But what if I'm just getting lucky and that's the fucking crit? I'm sure you could yeah. parse out some kind of number. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that sometimes when I shoot a zombie, it's going to break more than it than not. Yeah. And the reason, one of the other reasons I don't like to shoot them in the leg strategy is because I think they're harder to deal with when they're fucking crawling towards you. You well, still take just as much damage. There's no, you know, at least in the old games when you got bit in the leg, you just crush their head. So yeah, you took damage, but at least you know that they're dead for good. That does right. not happen in this game. Yeah, they crawl up your body. So you feel the need to shoot their leg, and then you feel the need to fucking kill them anyway because they're still a problem, especially if there's a bunch of them laying on the ground. They're not any easier to dodge. They still lunge at you. Yeah. So I don't get it. I don't know where that strategy comes from. You could dodge them most of the time by shooting them in the head and then running by. You know, like, if you try to shoot them in the head and run by, I would say that works 90% of the time. If you try to shoot them in the leg one time and run by, that probably works 50-50 for me. So I don't, I don't think it's really worth shooting them anywhere but the head, ever. Because the other thing is that you might get lucky and outright kill them if you shoot them in the head. And that'll never happen by shooting them in the knee. Yep. I mean, I agree on some degree. Like, I think it's a little obnoxious when a game is so randomized. I think random isn't a good thing. I, I'm okay with variety, but I don't think random is okay. I mean, I'm like okay with nice. random. I think they overdid it just a little bit. Well, I'd prefer it to be like, oh, it's a fat zombie. I know that he can take a lot of damage. Oh, it's the zombie with this face. I know that he's very aggressive. You know, variety is good. Random is not. Oh, it's the female zombie. I don't know what the fuck that means because I'm shooting her in the face 16 times and she's still coming at me and hasn't been fucking stunned once. Oh, I stabbed this zombie with a knife because it kept... I shot this zombie in the face four times and it still kept coming at me, never got stunned, and now it's on me and I'm stabbing it with my knife and pushing it back and I'm going to shoot it and backpedal twice 
and it gets two shots off before it aggressively comes and grabs me again and does damage. <laughs> and that's yeah. any zombie can be that way at any time. Or so it seems. I'm sure there's some kind of pattern that someone's going to figure Maybe, out. But... I don't know. So there's that. That's one of the things I don't like. The other thing is that Claire and Leon interact way less in this game than they did in the original. Like in the original, they would mm. kind of keep each other updated over the radio. They don't really do that. They meet up at the beginning and then they really don't talk again until the very end. Yeah, there's the there's the moment where they meet at the hel burning helicopter and then there's a couple notes left behind and then the end of the game. I believe that's all that they do. Yeah, so it just kind of seems like it, like the game is less intertwined than it used to be. It used to feel like, you know, you were kind of both just missing each other. And there's still yeah. little subtle things like that. Like, if you go through on an A scenario, and, uh, well, Claire, it doesn't matter what scenario you do, Claire always goes through the end part first, like on the way to the exit. Because her and Sherry actually make it across the bridge and have to fight the tyrant. Or not the tyrant, yep. the, um, the G, G4, or whatever it is. And then when Leon comes by, you know, he has to fight the tyrant who breaks the bridge. You never make it to the bridge. <clears throat> um, so when you go through as Claire, all those little plant monsters, you could just run by, right? Because they're still laying on the ground and then they stand up as you run by. And then when you come by as Leon, they're still standing. So yeah. I was always kind of like, it took me a lot of playthroughs to finally realize that, oh, <laughs> Claire came through first. But here's yeah, the thing, also... like the, the scenarios aren't intertwined. So if you decide to kill them as Claire, they're not dead as Leon. Yeah. Which is the whole zapping system that they talked about doing yeah. away with, which I'm okay with, but uh, yeah, it might be too easy at that point. You'd run, you'd run by way too much stuff that's just out of. Well, the way it would now. be rough, you know. Like if it was, if there's only one way they could have made the zapping system quote better, and that's just applying it to everything, right? So if yeah. you pick up all the ammo as Leon, there's nothing for Claire. Right. You know, you could fuck yourself over. I, there is some interesting stuff from what you're talking about, like the little nuance stuff where they kind of meet. They don't really meet, but they're kind of aware of presence. Yeah, uh, and no matter what scenario you're playing, I don't know if it's maybe it's just B scenario, but I think it might be both. When you're playing as Claire, um, when you go into the records room from your side, which is the heart door side, easy side. I swear. It always triggers, immediately triggers Mr. X from any location. Tyrant will come at you from any, no matter where, how far away he was when you, and you ditched him, he will immediately be on your ass and the music will play regardless of him spotting you or being there after an event happens when you're in the records room. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't paid enough attention to it, but you, know, you can test it out and see what you think, but when you go into the records room as Claire, you can hear a noise outside the club key door. It sounds like a person is out there. I'm assuming it's Leon. And it no, immediately pisses off Tyrant, and he comes into that room after you. Yeah, but could be. I, I don't know what that sound is, but it's a thing. I never and noticed stuff that. Like that. Stuff like that's pretty cool. Yeah, next time you're playing Claire, I'd do Claire B just to be safe. Uh, to make sure it happens because it definitely happens on Claire B. When you go into the records room, listen in the back corner, you'll hear some scuffling going on. I don't know what it's supposed to imply. Uh, it's just supposed to it, freak you out. Or it could the be Leon. shows up right afterwards um, from the opposite door, the one you came in. 
So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that's pretty much the only the only stuff that I have complaints about. I think everything else is great. See, I think they missed a mark on this. I feel like they could have done something with this game where imagine you go out into the lobby like just a segment like it's always a trigger like you go out into the, the first the first time you go in the library there's only one way to get in there the first time and that's from the third floor and let's say you use the key <clears throat> the moment you use the key on that spade door when you go down to the second floor of the library they could have had a moment like that be a nice trigger where when you step out it's just some Leon is in the lobby going the other way, right? He's like going towards whatever the waiting room or some shit like that. Or, or maybe he's on the first floor and he's going through a door or something. You can see him off in the distance. And maybe she'd even say something like, was that Leon? Right. Or just whatever. Like the, that little kind of stuff. I think they could have done that once or twice to kind of just throw it in there. Like, Oh, he's around. Yeah. He's doing, but shit. then it would have kind of been like, well, how did that person, how did Leon or Claire get ahead of me without doing the fucking puzzle that I'm doing right now? You know, well, I've that, always had that already, issue. How the fucking Wesker and Barry get to the fucking guardhouse yeah. without doing a goddamn thing? That's already an issue. You have this interesting, uh, you come in on Claire B and Leon's already been underground, but the statue, <laughs> you still got to get all the pieces to the statue. Yeah. How did he get there? <laughs> <laughs> Did fucking Marvin just walk around and put the shit back? It's like, what, what's going on? Yeah, it's a little odd. That's why when people complain, or not, not complain, but when people argue about which version of the game is canon, I don't think it's any version. I think it's canon is like a little mixture of both, or all four, however you want yeah, to think about it. It's probably a mixture of both, excluding gameplay. I think the, the books argument, did it really well. If you ever read the uh, the books by S.D. Perry, the books that's what that's what to Leon being... Well, no, like in, in the books, everyone's kind of doing everything all at once. Like one person doesn't just go through and do all the puzzles. It's everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, that's what we just said pretty much. Like maybe you can't do that in a game, here. really, because maybe then every Leon's playthrough going would around be... getting the medals. And then Claire is outside getting to the fucking police station, you know, and then she gets there and comes in and she's the one that, you know, uh, opens up some of the doors maybe like the diamond key door or whatever yeah that uh, that was kind of uh interesting that they did in in this game is that if you're leon you don't get the heart key and if you're claire you don't get the club key yeah that was interesting we didn't know that going in it took uh we went to the interrogation an, uh, room and I, uh, we're like why the fuck do both of these yeah, keys lead to the where... same fucking place that's where my assumption came in and i was like okay this is I'm think th that's the moment where I thought I I don't think you get a heart key as Leon because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. To get a heart key and come back down and open this door. I could see how I mean another assumption could have been maybe you can get them in any order you want but uh or maybe it's a beast and everything but I thought yeah it makes sense Japanese Claire gets the heart key right. Well after you play through as Claire it becomes pretty apparent cuz all those doors lead to the same place, pretty much. Yeah. There's like one or two rooms you never get to as Leon or Claire. It's just, it just has to deal with the chief's office. Just like in yeah. this, the regular game, right? The the original. Yeah, and then like Claire never gets to go to um, that area where you actually get the club key. It's all yeah. boarded up. 
which is is those kind of things are cool. I mean, when you come into the uh, police station in Resident Evil Three, and a lot of stuff's boarded up, it's kind of a little cool thing because you've been you've played Resident Evil Two, and you're like, oh, this is cool. Look at all this stuff that's boarded up still. And then in this game, you'll like when you first come in the police station, you can go back outside. But after Marvin has kind of come into the picture and done some shit, the the front is it gets boarded up by him. You know, he kind of puts stuff in the way, and you can't go back out there. Yeah, changes like that are really cool. Yeah, there's uh, no there's no Brad by the way, so it doesn't matter what happens. You can't go back out the front and meet Brad and kill him and pick up a key. There's none of that. Uh, but there is a poster somewhere with Brad on it. As far as we know, there's no Brad. Oh, I think at this point someone would have found him. I don't know, uh, man. There, Some of these Japanese games, it goes a while until people find out secrets. You, know, you can get the uh, you can get a piece of film out of Wesker's desk. Oh yeah, that's that's. But that a, doesn't happen until later. It's not by investigating his desk fifty times. It's kind of like it though, because it doesn't give a prompt. You I should have known though. To, I mean, you could see right? it clear as day when you, you take out the other it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Should have known. It's the same exact thing, too. Uh, the one thing we didn't find on our own. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, we did most of it. I wrote everything down. I got all these notes taped to my monitor with all the puzzles and shit. Most of it I did myself. The locks, the safe combinations, the. Uh, the codes for the lab, the statues, the plug puzzles, the electronic panel, power panel part puzzle to get into the parking, get the parking permit for the parking garage. Parking permit. Park permit. I think the only thing I didn't do was uh, a little cartridge dispersal thing in the lab. I mean, mm. I figured that out on my own, but I looked up the pattern and uh, yeah, it's way easier than you think. The lab I thought was a lot better than the original lab. It actually kind of looks like a lab and not some extension of the sewers where people are doing high-level research. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is what happens when you mix a G-virus with a turd. It looks like a shit monster. Uh, Ada's cover story is way better instead of just being, I'm looking for my boyfriend. Yeah. She uh, claims to be FBI for most of it. And man, she a bitch. Holy shit. <laughs> like, Leon comes out with Ben's tape recorder. It's like, here, I was hoping you could explain what's on it. She's like, maybe after I hear it. Like, yeah, obviously after you hear it. Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. God. And then she's, every time she saves your life, this is getting old. That's twice I've saved your ass. And then later on, she's in Fine. the tour. Let me Where's fucking Leon die next time. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me just... Fine, bitch. <laughs> I'll just... I'll go on without you. <clears throat> Still well done, though. I, I think... I prefer new Ada. Not, well, yeah, obviously, but Jesus. She's a bitch. She goes from being a total bitch to kissing Leon to betraying him to saving his life. I think they did do a better job of keeping it ambiguous. Like, well, does she really care for Leon or, or what? Like, you think yeah. she does, and then she betrays him. 
And then she also slides you a rocket launcher at the end, so... Could go either way. We'll have to wait until Resident Evil 3 Remake, which, by the way, um, I think they're alluding to that, because in the police station, there's these giant fucking holes in the wall, like Tyrant busted through them, only Tyrant's not there yet. And uh, canonically, Jill was there first, so I'm going to have to say that those holes were made by Nemesis. That makes sense. And you know what? Fuck Capcom. Fuck them for being like, well, we'll make Resident Evil 3 Remake if the, if the demand is high enough. Like, motherfuckers, what more do you, do you want us to beg for fucking 12 years again? Is that what you're waiting for? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a pretty... Like, the fans begging for years and answer. years? Like, no. Like, this is one of your more successful Resident Evil games. I mean, well, I mean, look at, look at the success of the game. The game was success was super successful. I mean, I it's wouldn't be surprised if they're the Twitch list. I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually working on it and they're just fucking teasing everybody. How can you not like? How can you add all these little nods to Resident Evil Three in the game and then claim they're like, well, if demand is high, enough, like they're just playing coy, like they don't know that it's going to be wildly successful after this. Like, come on. Well, this game has given me the same problem Metal Gear Solid Five gave me. I want every Resident Evil game remade in this engine with this style at this point. Like, I want more of this game. Specifically yeah. the way this game plays. This engine, this play style, like, all of it. It's just more of it. I mean, why would you make the RE engine and then only have, like, one fucking game or two games on it? Right. Like, come on. I mean, I still think that every 10 years they should just remake the whole fucking one through one through code Veronica. One to three code Veronica. I'm I'm not even going to sit here and be like, hey, uh, remake the game the same way you did two where a lot of shit's different. You can go ahead and just copy paste as far as I care, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I said it before, but if they remake Resident Evil 3, they're going to have to add some kind of evasive shit like they did in the original three if you aimed at the same time you were being attacked you would dodge out of the way it was nothing huge it wasn't like resident evil six levels of uh <laughs> you know dodging rolling sliding all right. that shit but here's the problem you go into a resident evil 3 remake and you try to make this style of over the shoulder shooter but make it more action based because resident evil 3 was more action based you 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 kind of ride a fine line between being a good resident evil game and being uh, like fucking Resident Evil 5 or 6 type action well, shooter. I honestly think that if this game had a dodge mechanic, it would be perfect. Yeah. But the way the zombies lurch at you sometimes, it, it feels like it's necessary. There's this and weird the thing that happens. A lot of times I end up running into shit when I'm running from Tyrant or something. Because there's, there's this weird thing that happens where when you're running forwards and if you stop for a second then turn like cut left with your keys or your controller or whatever you're doing and then start sprinting again you'll just quickly go in that direction it's almost like they yeah, decided like they were gonna put it in but then i don't know it's it's really interesting maybe that's supposed to be how you're maybe i'm supposed to be dodging like that i don't know well, it's not really consistent enough and if anything's that close not, to you they're gonna fucking get you anyway that's not really gonna get you out of the way of a zombie lunge because they are pretty aggressive yeah. Yeah, they're really fucking aggressive. And the tank controls, you know, their threat used to be in that you were in really tight spaces and your controls weren't that precise and you'd have to learn how to juke them. There's no juking zombies in this game, by the way. 
either shoot them and run by, or you give them a wide berth if you can. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can juke some zombies in a hunk scenario because they uh, they take time to activate, kind of like an older Resident Evil game. So if you're fast enough, you can get by them before they activate and come after you. And that kind of works. But again, hunk scenario is probably the least random of all of them because you can run the same route pretty much every time. And if you do it right, you'll get the same outcome every time. And part of it is that in the old Resident Evil games, you would like you could reset a room. Right? Like, you walk into a room, and you're like, oh, fuck, and then you run out and run back in. All the zombies are back in their starting spots. But it's oh, all one cool. continuous thing in this one. You can't do that. So you well, never really know where the zombies are going to be. You can bait zombies into other rooms. Yeah. If you, don't, if you don't want a room full of zombies, instead of killing them, you can bait them into other rooms and then drop them, and if they come back to life, they're in a different room, and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and there's uh, actually one case towards the beginning that... uh it's actually surprisingly stressful. It happens kind of early in the B scenario, but in the A scenario, it's a little later. But it's when you get the bolt cutters. You use the bolt cutters to get in through that door, and then you go into the east office with the, with the bolt cutters. Yeah. So <laughs> if you did what the game wants you to do and run by all the zombies in the hallway there, like the first time you're in that hallway after you get the notebook, all those fucking zombies are still there. So when you come back, you got the one zombie that you ran by in the room who broke through the door. You got the one that came through the window. You got three of them. You got Joe the janitor who came out of the janitor room. You got the two Joe. other zombies. So you got, you know, six zombies right there. And then you go into the room and there's a zombie in there. There's a zombie in the office, I think. Maybe not. Let's say not. Uh, you got one that comes through the window. <laughs> and the fucked up part is, is like the original zombies kind of followed you. So you got at least two zombies from both sides coming into that office, plus the zombies that are in there. And all of a sudden, you're fucking surrounded by a lot of zombies. So sometimes it is worth it to kill them. And you could still do the old Resident Evil thing and save ammo by knocking them over and knifing them, but knives are, knives are finite. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that that's worth it. I'd say knives are better for defense because you don't take damage from a grab. And you will get grabbed. No matter how good you are, you will get grabbed because... Sometimes it zombies depends. will just do 180 on you. It depends on if you're doing a speed run or if you're what difficulty you're on. Like I still killed zombies on the ground with a knife and ended the game on standard with a lot of health and a lot of ammo. If you know something's coming up, it can be worth it to take the hit and use a healing item if you have a lot of healing. It's a lot like the old games though, you know, you got to just kind of look at what you have. And see if it's worth it. If you have a lot of health and no ammo, maybe try to run by shit without killing them. Speedruns is more difficult, though. I mean, I'm not a speedrunner or anything. I beat the game, the second scenario, with a rocket launcher at 57 minutes. And there are people who beat, beat the game in 57 minutes legit, so that's not a very good time. Because you could mm -hmm. skip quite a bit when you don't need to pick up anything. You don't yeah. need to get really any of the... Um, inventory upgrades. I mean, you can. It makes it easier, but you don't have to. You don't really need to pick up health or ammo. You just have your rocket launcher. You can skip the diamond key completely as Leon. There's a few skips you can do, but there are still people beating the game faster than I can with a rocket launcher. That's why I don't time myself or take it too seriously. I just do it for fun when I feel like it.
So yeah, what else? I mean, <laughs> that it's such a good fucking game. I, I oh yeah. So whoever came into my stream yesterday and was like, "Play Fortnite, play a good game." Uh, fuck you. It doesn't really get much better than this. Yeah. And if I you think, um... think that Fortnite is better, then you deserve each other. <laughs> I think. Uh... I'm not a giant fan of Resident Evil games. I I liked Seven a lot, um, but it Seven was lacking. It felt like there was not as much substance in terms of puzzles. I guess is what I would say. It has. Well, there definitely wasn't. And I think part of that was the development time they put into VR, which we never got to experience because it was exclusive to PlayStation. Thanks, thanks, game Uh exclusivity. You make the whole world better for gamers fucking assholes and if anybody doubts that there's the item items in that game are hidden underneath things because you're supposed to be looking with a headset behind and underneath things and that's why when you get the x-ray specs you find a bunch of fucking items you never thought were anywhere because they were obviously in places that you could not even fucking possibly know um yeah but i'm also at the same time not a giant fan of regular resident evil games i i don't like uh the fixed camera thing is okay. I don't mind it. Uh, it it's okay. Well, you played them all kind a, of after the fact. I wouldn't say they're my my favorite type of uh, game. They're they're fun. I'm not gonna say that they're bad. Um, in my opinion, Resident Evil was missing something in terms of just the play style. I think more than anything because I think. The reason why I like Seven is because the atmosphere. The atmosphere is great. You get the the sound of the creaks and all these different things. The, the shit falling over, and you're not entirely sure what the hell the noise was. You know, you think there's somebody on the other side of the wall, but it's just some sounds the developer put in the game, and that adds this atmosphere that immerses you in that environment. But at the same time, Resident Evil Seven is lacking a lot of the puzzles and and uh and things like you do get the item collection which is fun but you don't get a lot of the puzzles that you don't really get in a resident Evil game which is one of the more fun aspects is is solving something and, and moving forward and making progress um i just also the item collection is really fun and i think seven got that to a decent degree but the original games don't really have that atmosphere i mean as a young kid i remember being a little frightened Resident well, Evil it's games. just because you're used to seeing modern games and it doesn't really work retroactively that way. But they well, were pretty I mean, fucking atmospheric back in the day. Even as a kid, I, I remember just being scared of like certain aspects of the game. Not necessarily... like I wasn't afraid of Resident Evil while walking around. I was afraid of the things that were happening, like Nemesis chasing you around was super fucking scary. Or you know the first zombie encounter in Resident Evil 1... That, that was scary but just walking around was never something that was frightening to me and even in modern day times it, there's the atmosphere if it was there should still be there certainly I mean, on honestly, the remake I think, they do a good job I think job. 3 had the best atmosphere just that bleak it's pretty fucking ruined city yeah that was probably I the think, best one I think um, 4 had some decent atmosphere uh, 5 yeah if it looked uh, better it's it was just too muddy. Game. That was the era yeah. of fucking brown and gray color palettes for some reason. Yeah, well, it saves on space, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to see Resident Evil 4 remade and then 
give it the Resident Evil 2 treatment and that you you're not fucking escorting idiot oh, around all the time. Yeah. That would be nice. It's good. I think people are finally starting to come to their senses after, you know, however many well, years. Well, they clearly because... learned the lesson on Resident Evil 2 with Sher- with uh, Sherry because <laughs> there's she doesn't follow you around and get left behind if you get too fast ahead of her. Yeah. Which is great. But um, a lot of people who this is what I've figured out. It's the more I, I used to think that people really love Resident Evil 4, like everyone that was their favorite. It really only goes for the the vocal non-fans, you know? Because nowadays I see more and more people complaining about Resident Evil 4. And it's all the same shit that I've been saying. That, you know, the whole game is a... Well, half the game is an escort quest. Just fucking annoying. And it's not a Resident Evil game. I mean, sure, it did a lot of things right in terms of, like, an action shooter. I mean, it, it invented the over-the-shoulder camera angle. So, props to that. That's not a Resident Evil game. Right. And then they kind of you know, went with that. Before that of, of all the Resident Evils, my favorite one isn't four. I do think four is good. It's one of my one is one of my top three at the before this game. Uh, Resident Evil four was probably my third favorite, and that's just because of the ambience that it gives and the over the shoulder. I'm a big fan of over the shoulder. I love Dead Space uh, and games like Metal Gear Solid and things like that with the third person camera. I think works really well especially tied up on the back on the character it adds a little bit of uh, claustrophobia no you have to because if you don't have that really close camera then you kind of lose that whole like you said claustrophobic feeling that the originals well, gave. as hu- as humans one of our our back is our weakest thing i mean and play a horror game at, in the middle of the night with nobody at your house and then put your back to the rest of your house you're gonna be looking behind you every now and then yeah you don't like because- clowns just, you know, <laughs> randomly, I'm going to give you a thought. I'm going to inception you. And this thought is going to pop into your head one day. Uh, if you don't like clowns, look at your worst fear. Like the, your scariest monster you've seen from like horror movies or video games or whatever. And uh, when you're in the dark alone, don't even have to be playing a horror game. But when you're in the dark alone, just picture that thing right behind you. Mm-hmm. And you'll get this weird little feeling that someone's watching you. It'll tickle your back. It's a natural human thing because our backs are our weakest. That's why we feel comfortable with our backs to a wall or somebody up against our back or back to back with somebody laying in a bed or whatever. You, 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 maybe you even feel more comfortable with your bed in the corner of a room or away from a door or something like that. That's just how humans are. So when you pull that camera up on the character like that, you're, you're imitating that sensation and that you can't see behind you. Uh, that's the purpose of those cameras, and, and I think that works really well. Whereas with the old-style cameras of Resident Evil, you don't really get that. I mean, you do get the... Uh, there, there are other aspects of it, but for me personally, I don't get that same sensation. I, I disconnect I mean, from the character. The thing is, is like in, in the old games, they could place the zombies and place the camera so that every time you went around a corner... That whole uncertainty of not knowing what's coming around the corner. <laughs> well, that's how they had to do it back then. I know, but I think it's just cheesy because then you did. There's no way to know. There's well, there no is. Way to know. You have auto aim, so you can kind of aim and see if anything's there. But you also don't want to shoot blindly because you don't know how much ammo you're wasting. Yeah, I prefer. I mean, it, it works for the day. 
for back in the day. Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm not. I understand the limitations on hardware and why they did things that they did. And I think a, a Resident Evil style fixed camera indie game could work today. Not even necessarily survival horror. I, I think it could work, but I still think that uh, hiding enemies off screen is a little cheesy. That's, that's just an opinion I have, and I think it works better as a. Well, I'm just explaining the why is, four. The point is, is so it was all list. intentional back then. The right. jump scares and all the shit that happens now is all organic. Of course. Like you'll be no. shooting at something and you'll think a zombie behind you is dead and you'll have this false sense of security. And guess what? It's not dead. Yeah. Now, this game emulates that, and I'll get to that in a second really well. But like, I'm just explaining why four is so high on my list, top three, because four has a lot of shitty mechanics I don't like. It, I don't like no boxes i love the box system in resident evil i like the idea of going to a box and dropping everything off because it gets me to get into a loop system because i I don't want to go backwards i'd prefer to continue forwards and loop around to to something and if i'm going backwards i feel like i'm doing it wrong or in in an incorrect order or something i'll try to i'm an efficiency person so I, i like to figure out that efficient route and then four doesn't have that it's just one big case and that's uh, it takes away yeah and see that's why a lot of the fucking more casual gamers love four is because you never really need to worry about inventory i mean you do at some times and you have to like rearrange shit or drop a grenade or two but that's about it there's really no item i don't like money collection i don't like that i have to wait for a zombie to disappear before i collect the money i don't like that i I don't like any of that kind of stuff. Buying the weapons and things like that. I, I'd rather find them in secret places and things like that. That's more enjoyable to me than just buying them. Uh, I do think they did a lot of systems right with like infinite ammo and all that. But I don't like the less Plagas. I hate the idea of, oh, we got guys that throw shit at you and stuff like that. That's just lame. Yeah, Really lame. And Resident Evil 2 Remake proves that you don't even need that kind of shit. I get that it's a lot of that game is out in the open, so that's why they wanted to do that, but I don't know. It, it's kind of stupid. It's fucking they, stupid. It reminds me of like those old arcade shooters, like in the actual arcade right. with the light exactly. gun. It's like they throw and something it out and it air. comes at you really fucking slowly and it you shoot it out of the air. And yeah, it, fuck it also feels like a wasted bullet when you shoot the thing out of the air, even though it shouldn't. Um, and I don't, I don't like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of they, it's so weird. They run at you and then they get a certain distance from you and they just stop and start walking. That's yeah. fucking lame. That's really lame. That's one of the things I like about resident evil Two remake is sometimes a zombie will just slowly meander around. Other times they'll have bad pathing issues because they're made to be that way. They're just, you know, they're terrible at it. Sometimes they're fucking really good at it. They'll shamble over to you really quickly. Uh, again, I think that should be more of a variety based off of the, the look of the zombie and not really random, but that's whatever. I mean, we live in the age of random with battle rounds and shit. But another thing about four that I don't like is the idea that you are not rewarded for shooting in the head. I think Resident You're Evil 2 remake does a good a job here. Right. Like if you shoot something in the head in Resident Evil 4, sometimes you're punished because it just becomes stronger. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, this doesn't happen. I mean, certainly you can shoot something in the head multiple times and it doesn't explode. 
But to be fair, even though it is random, it is nice. It, it is interesting when you get one or two shots and it pops a zombie's head and you're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it feels really good. Um, I also like to sometimes, now that I've played the game a lot, I like to go through the game and kind of role play a little bit. I like to shoot the zombies till they stop moving. So I, I shoot a zombie, it goes down, and I leave it there. I know it's probably going to get up. I know I could walk over there, even if I'm using an infinite ammo weapon. I know I can walk over there and shoot all its limbs off or something. Eh, I just I just kind of play it like I think uh, Claire would do it. Yeah, you know, I just she'd shoot it, it goes down, she stopped. Maybe it gets up behind me and I and it causes a problem. I, th- I think that's fun. <laughs> you fucking die. Whoops. Well, I think that's fun. I think it's fun to have the this this situation where I shoot a zombie, I go past it, and I encounter another zombie, and then this one's getting up behind me, and now I'm backed into a corner, and it creates a more intense situation. That's what they were going for, I believe, and it does a good job at it. And sometimes it's fun to play through the game like that again and get that sensation and feeling. But that's why but four is up on my list for a couple of reasons, and there's a couple of reasons why it's not my favorite. Uh, obviously, the escort quest is really fucking terrible. Some of the location is just meh. Uh, South America bullshit, man. Like, who wants to go to South it's America? It's not South America. Country? It's Spain. Is it Spain? Whatever. It's actual Spain. Spain. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, it feels like South, South America every time. I, um, the biggest thing for me is I don't understand how so many people can claim to love 4 but hate 5 when 5... It's just more of four. Five is, five is a better version of four to some degree, but then the reason why I put five right below four is because of the two-character two thing. Um, everybody had a lot of backlash at dark, uh, at, sorry, at um, Dead Space 3 because you could co-op it. There was, there's this weird thing that gamers do where they're like, you, you, have to be, you should be forced to play the game the way I play it. I don't like that you can potentially play it another way. So you can play Dead Space 3 as Isaac Clarke all by yourself and never have the co-op character even exist around you except for in cutscenes. Uh, and it feels just like any Dead Space game would. And uh, Or you can play with a friend and you have another character there next to you the whole time and it's still just as well, interesting. Yeah, I would have preferred Resident Evil 5 to be that way where if you play it solo, right. Sheva isn't even there. But, in, but, yeah, but being, as I was saying, AI Sheva is still better than AI Ashley Graham. <laughs> that's true. But in Resident Evil 5, you have to have Sheva behind you at all times. And that's, it can get, it can kind of detract you from the aspect of it. You know, being swole, buff ass Chris and having this hot chick behind you, it feels like it's getting, it feels like that was moving more towards the action game that Resident Evil 6 became. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. It plays better than 4, it still has the Plagas bullshit. Or yep. whatever the fuck, which is still a fucking problem. Um, and there's some interesting, unique enemies that are that are fun. I would say that's my number four pick. But I, I think uh, in terms of top two, I've always held held that like Resident Evil one and two are kind of right there, uh, neck and neck for one. Like I don't know which one to put there, but my my second favorite is seven, and then number one is Resident Evil two or one. And I'm never really sure which one's my favorite because I don't know. There's, I think one is really good, but then two is kind of better than one. I don't know. It's always been a. I don't a know. Thing my order work. changes all the time. If I had to put it in order right now, remake Resident Evil Two remake is number one. Resident yeah, Evil absolutely. One remake is number two. Underneath that, probably three, two the original, 
Code Veronica won the original. Well, I'm not going to rate all of them. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's a lot more than that that I don't even get to. <laughs> but, there's the Revelations uh, games that I don't put in there. I'm just talking about main series. There's all the spinoffs, fucking Operation Raccoon City, Umbrella Core, the fucking Dead Aim games or the Survivor games. But the things that Resident Evil 1 and 2 are missing, and the thing that Resident Evil 7 is missing, I think Resident Evil 1 and 2 and Resident Evil 7 come together and form Resident Evil 2 Remake. And for me, it perfects Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2 Remake is a perfection of what Resident Evil should be. It has that atmosphere, that choked up camera on your back with the third person view, the usage of the flashlight in dark areas. Um, really well done and then it has all the aspects of the puzzles of resident evil one and two and the the just not even like crazy elaborate shit but you get actual zombies and you shoot them in the head you get rewarded at times it's fantastic it, it all were even even like the weird shit even the weird shit like burking running around screaming Oh, well, chat it says that they would like work. a Silent Hill 2 remake, and yeah, wouldn't everyone, but good luck, because it's fucking Konami. I've never Konami played will never Silent do Hill. That. Never played Silent All Hill. All you need to play is 2, um, honestly. But I could agree with you that it'll probably never get remade, because, you know, Japanese game developers are making a comeback lately. Maybe Konami will come around. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll lose the license hope. to it. Yeah, that might be the best bet, actually. I still have gives a theory, up the Silent Hill license. I still have a future prediction that at some point in Kojima's life he will get Metal Gear Solid's rights back at some point, whether he wants them or not. He'll regain them. At some point in his life, uh, right now he doesn't want to do more Metal Gear Solid because he's got all these ideas that he's got in his head that he wants to make. But I, I, I give it 10 to, 10 to 20 years and Kojima will be going, I'd really like to go back to Metal Gear Solid and do some stuff I could I missed out on. <laughs> you know? I can give it. Middle Gear Solid 5 there. DLC. Right. <laughs> gonna finish. Director's cut. Director's cut. Uh, but yeah, Silent, I don't think Silent Hill is going to remake. I think, I think Resident Evil 1 needs to be remade like this. 100%. I know. See, that's the probably problem. next on the that's list. That's the problem. There are so many Resident Evil games, and as soon as like the most recent one comes out, everyone wants every game remade like that. I mean, honestly. They're not going to do this, and I don't know if they should, but they could. They could take Resident Evil 1 through 4, including Code Veronica, and just keep remaking them over and over and live off that. That could be Capcom's lifeblood forever. I don't know if you can get better than this, though. I think there is a little. Well, I mean, not at the moment, but, you know, in a couple years, you know, the engine improvements, visual improvements. Visually, you could, but in terms of gameplay, I don't think you can get better than this. I think there's a limitation on gameplay. Um, You look look at a game like um, The Last of Us, everybody thinks it's a pretty, pretty perfect. I don't think, I don't think gameplay wise, it's at its. No, I mean, gameplay wise, it's not that great. Story is really good and it's really well, well the acted. The second one looks like it's coming up pretty serious in terms of adding to more unique gameplay. I think Metal Gear Solid Five is a good example too. Uh, I don't know if you can get better in the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid Five uh, aside from just adding more things to do. I don't know if you get better in terms of the gameplay. 
I mean, what can you do to improve that gameplay? Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, you can look at something like Metal Gear Survive and see how they took the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid Five and pulled it over. And you can't really say that the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid Five could be better. The only thing you could say is the content could be better, like you know the the how far you can build out or multiple bases or like freedom to build anywhere and stuff like that are some of the issues with that not so much the gameplay so i think at this point we've reached a resident evil content desire and i'm actually disappointed that the next three these three free dlcs are going to have to do with random characters these ghost survivors well the thing is is it's still a remake so anything you add canonically has a chance of taking away from you know the the core of Resident Evil 2. You know, so when they add new stuff, it can't be like, Leon, the story continues, right? It's got to be side characters. I would love battle modes. uh, I'm talking about just things like A and B scenario differences. Like, um, I'd love to see a C scenario. Like, uh, I know, and the C scenario should be Resident Evil 3. Jill scenario. (laughs) Well, I would say, I would say C scenario could be the original version, C and D. It could be the original versions in terms of layout you start off out in the streets and you run to the basketball court and you you know you come in from you come in from there into the front door and then uh everything is is modified to be the original version there's one medallion and you get the one medallion and put it on the statue you know like and get the the uh well it's still a company trying to make money is that gonna make them more money and if the answer is no they're probably not going to do it. I don't think that that would really help out Capcom. I know it's still kind of a fan service, but I well, don't I think, think they're going to add anything. I'm just saying I, I think hope it would they be do. easy to do. Um, you know, I feel like that would be way easier than thinking up three different fucking stories that are separate. I mean, the DLC for 7 was pretty lackluster, and uh, it was pretty disappointing in my opinion. Yeah, but there was a lot of it, and it was really varied. There was a lot of I it, no complaints. interesting. But it could have been better. I don't know. Seven felt really short to some degree. Well, I mean, I guess it was. But, I mean, Resident Evil games are generally pretty short and they're meant to be replayed. I don't know, chat. I think Resident Evil 7 was scary. I mean, as scary as a game can be, I mean, I don't get fucking terrified of video games anymore. But it had the atmosphere and it had some jump scares and stuff, and a lot of them would have worked a lot better in VR, admittedly. But yeah, I think that game was made for VR. I mean, the father was a scary figure, and it was nice to, on subsequent flight playthroughs, to go down to the basement and finish him off so you can roam around the house without worrying about him. It's less about a scary thing and more of like it's it's like Tyrant in Resident Evil Two Remake. It's not so much scary as it is intense. It's very intense to have this guy chasing you around. Um. But I will say Resident Evil 2 Remake is the quintessential pinnacle of Resident Evil for me. It's what Resident Evil was missing to have somebody like me be a giant fan of the series. If you can do more of this, I'm on board. Because with 50 hours into this game, I, I can still just boot it up and play at any time. And it's still fun. It's just like Metal Gear Solid 5 for me. I can boot it up and play at any time and it's still fun. Despite the repetitiveness that I've been going. And, and I have a really hard time with repetition. 
things get really boring for me fast. Well, the moment-to-moment -moment stuff isn't always repetitive, right? And there's, like, zombies that sometimes you pop their heads, and sometimes they put you in a really shitty position. Well, or you could do what thing. I was doing yesterday. Really like the, fun. Yesterday, it's really fun to shoot zombies in this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, yesterday I played through as and did a, a legit Claire run, and then I did a Claire run with just the submachine gun, and then I did a Leon run with just the pistol. It's immersion like, more than anything for me, too. Like, I, the reason why I love... Uh, I'm the kind of guy that plays survival games like Seven Days to Die and shit like that and walks around. If, like, I'm the kind of guy that will play... Uh, I will walk in some games just because I want to immerse myself for a little bit. You know, eventually I'll get bored of it and, and start jogging on and shit, but I will actually walk in some games because I'm trying to immerse myself and resident evil immerses you really well in the remake to us like a heavy degree like when i'm running around doing the um when we were doing all the the speed runs not so immersive you know sort of the whole yeah, well, around I mean, thing it's just but, gives you something to, different to do like yeah i can keep doing speed runs exclusively and try to get faster and faster but every now and then i want to I mean, I'll pretend like it's the first time because that's really you play the game the first time and you're blown away, and then it's like chasing the dragon after that. Like you'll never yeah. get your first playthrough back. You'll never right. walk into a room and be like, "What the fuck do I do here?" Yeah. That never happens anymore. <laughs> but part of the fun is also replaying it and trying to get more efficient at it and plan for what's ahead. And you lose some of that with the infinite ammo, but at the same time, sometimes you just want to shoot shit and you don't want all the tension. And then sometimes you do, and it gives you all the options to do that. It's kind of like what. Resident Evil games have play, always done. I prefer to play it slower. Like it's, I love the immersion that the game naturally offers me. Is what I'm saying. That's so the least fun I had playing this game was doing the speed runs, but I was only doing that to unlock the weapons. Once I got beyond that point, it was really fun to just. I mean, because everybody was doing their hardcore speed runs while I was still going through Claire B for the first time, because I. I was just enjoying to take my time. I didn't even want to speed run the Leon B Claire A's because it was my first time playing those. I didn't want to speed run those. So I actually repeat Leon A for my uh, speed run. Yeah, chat. Resident Evil 2 has unlimited ammo. If you do, if you beat standard mode with an S rank, you get an unlimited ammo pistol. You beat hardcore mode with an S rank, you get an unlimited ammo submachine gun. And if you beat uh, hardcore mode with an S plus rank, you get a rocket launcher. If you beat it as Leon or a minigun, if you beat it as Claire. Or you can also get a trainer and just get unlimited ammo for whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, go with the trainer. It's more enjoyable because one of the, one of the things I loved about 7 was you got an item that when it was in your inventory, it took up inventory space. But at the same time, it, uh, it would give you unlimited ammo for whatever you were carrying. That was cool, uh, especially with like the special bullets and all that. But in this game, you just get specific weapons, There's specific weapons that you get access to. And they're not as good as some of these guns that they give you throughout the game. Like I want to play with infinite ammo for, you know, the one of my favorite guns in the game, the JMB HP three. That's yeah. Chat. That's what I'm saying. If you want, if you think part of the fun is conserving your ammo and being careful with your shots and resources that i mean i agree that is part of the fun but it's also stressful and the game is so much fun to play that sometimes you just want to have a like a a fuck around run right 
No one's forcing you to use these guns. They're in your item box, and you could just never touch them. Yeah. So I go back and forth. Sometimes I do legit runs with no infinite ammo, and sometimes I just take a fucking rocket launcher and beat it as fast as I can. To be fair, though, this game gives you a lot of fucking ammo. Yeah, well, it didn't feel that way the first time. Yeah, it didn't feel that way the first time, because <laughs> you didn't know where everything was at. Yeah. But yeah, that's why, you know, you can make it harder on yourself. You can go through, you can switch over to hardcore mode where they give you less resources and everything takes more bullets to kill. And if that's still too easy, you can just try to do it faster or use only a pistol. They give you a lot of different options. They don't really force you to do anything. But that's that's just me, you know? Like, I just... I want to play the game. Now it's like, how do I want to play it? Do I want to put on the military Claire outfit and destroy everything or just uh, do it the way it was intended? I mean, the first time I beat it, I beat it on standard. And I did not finish the game with like 10 full healings and all kinds of ammo and 47 magnum rounds. But when I beat it on standard legit, now I do. Hmm. <laughs> And yeah, we've beaten the game. I probably I have to have beaten it twenty times or more by now, at least yeah. many, many times. Gabler's probably beaten it almost that many times. Fifteen, maybe fifteen times. Something like that. A ridiculous amount. Sorry, vape break. Um, what else? Uh, the characters are still pretty true to the original. Kind of like, I think Leon, they uh, they did a better job of making him seem like a naive rookie cop, because he is. Claire, I don't know. I don't really read college student from her. Never have. But Chris Redfield being her brother, you know, maybe she's just a badass. Who knows? But in terms of like character design, like all the Birkins, mo- mostly, <laughs> mostly kind of resemble what they did in uh, the original. the The final form before he der- turns into a giant toothy vagina. Um, you know, in the original, it was kind of like a lion. He's not really a lion in this game. Super tyrant's yeah, accurate. Like an actual form now. Yes, chat, we've we've beaten the original. Of course we've beaten the original. <laughs> I've beaten the all of with, them. I think, and the thing with the Tyrant, I think those changes, the reason why they didn't change the Tyrant is because he's had so many iterations throughout different Resident Evil series. They've pretty much settled on what they want him to look like. But with Birkin and the G, like, there's only one game that he's in. Yeah. So they they were like, well, let's perfect this. Let's take an opportunity here. They definitely did the transformations pretty well in this game. They couldn't really back in the day, but in this one, like you actually see him morphing from, you know, all his forms. Yeah, it's quite disturbing. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty fucked up, dude. And they do a pretty good job in Claire's scenario of. Uh, Kind of making it apparent that he's more of a threat than the tyrant is because he just fucking one shots the tyrant. Oh, he destroys the tyrant, yeah. Just basically rips him in half. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty satisfying, but pretty 
terrifying too. The first time you you go through that, you're like, oh fuck. Is this a boss fight? I only have a pistol. <laughs> yeah, they get, they put you in that fight pretty early on. And you know, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that they take away a lot of the city portion. Like there's hardly any of the city in the beginning of the game. And you kind of go back out into it a little bit later in the game, but it's the same problem I had and that's kind of the same reason I liked Resident Evil 3 better than the original Resident Evil 2 is because the city part was probably my favorite part. And you didn't get to see enough of it in 2. And 3, that's where like 75% of the game takes place. And that's why I want them to remake 3. I want to see this city like fleshed out. You know? Mm-hmm. And 3 is when they really started introducing like respawning zombies. Like they don't really respawn, but they reset. So like you can kill all the zombies in an area. And you can come back and backtrack a few times. But then there's something you do that triggers all these enemies to show up again. You know, and that's why it seems more like a, an action type of game. They give you a lot more ammo and stuff because you're supposed to be killing these zombies more instead of just like, well, I got to backtrack through here a bunch, so I'll kill them, but I'm only going in here once, so we'll just dodge. So that's why I'm kind of hopeful, but worried that if they try to do it with this new system, then it's going to turn into Resident Evil 5, but I don't know. Wow, I just noticed... Uh, I got this Resident Evil wallpaper pack from Steam, and uh, Leon's gun says Machilda on it. M-A-C-H-I-L-D-A. What? Even though it's called the Matilda. The fuck? I know, right? Is it a code or something? Did I miss something? (laughs) What's it mean? And the original, if you checked all your guns... They would actually tell you the real life gun that it is, and here they just make up names. Right. The Leon's gun is the VP70, but in the game it's the Matilda. And also in the B scenario, they give you his M19, which is a 1911. <laughs> I like missed that last close. two numbers on it. The submachine gun is an LE5, but it's really an MP5. And then I think uh, Claire submachine gun. They what do they yeah, call it? MC eleven pistol or light weapon. <laughs> well, what, what do they call it? Mean? It's an MC eleven or something. Was really just a Mac eleven or what? Her submachine gun. What do oh, they call God, it? Yeah, it's like I an MC eleven, right? Something like that. It's weird. I don't know why games started doing this. Desert Eagle is the Lightning Hawk. Fuck, man. Couldn't even call it, like, the Lightning Eagle. I don't know. Not really a complaint. Just pointing it out. Kind of weird. I thought they were going to do more of the enhanced ammo thing like they did in 7. But there's only, what, two guns that you can change the ammo for it? It's the Grenade Launcher and Claire's Revolver. I thought they were going to do more like uh, like Resident Evil 3 did it. If you made enough ammo out of gunpowder, eventually you start making enhanced ammo. And you could just put the enhanced ammo in your pistol and it would just work better. It wouldn't be a magnum, but it would work better. That would have been something kind of cool to add in. You know, you make enough handgun ammo, eventually you start making better handgun ammo. You know, maybe it's like a guaranteed stagger or higher crit chance or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. 
Yeah. But, you know, that's, first of all, maybe DLC, maybe they'll change some stuff, you know? Maybe they'll add extra modes. We'll see. I don't know if I'd rather have them do that or start working on Resident Evil 3. Yeah. I just, I just want more of uh, it. The DLC is probably mostly done in terms of ideals. We've, we've already seen some concept art in the game that you unlock, which, in my opinion, probably stuff that's going into DLC. I know there's sections that say unused. People talked about the factory not being in the game. There's an there's a concept art that says unused where it looks like he's out in the city and he's approaching some kind of umbrella core building that has uh, it looks like those big fucking uh power line towers, but then it seems to have some kind of tram trolley thing going up to the mountains, and up in the mountains is some what looks to be a factory. So uh, we might end up going to the factory in in one of these ghost survivor things because I you know typically they don't they don't waste they don't typically waste stuff like that. Uh, well, it wouldn't be a waste if they never modeled it if it ended at concept. True, but I mean you know, I I'm just expecting to see some of these things like there's the gun shop kendo artwork where you actually see him in some kind some I'm imagining off in this room that he went into when he stormed away where. He's got his daughter behind a curtain and he's messing with oh, some yeah. things. And then it shows the sh- the gun shop and it, he's got all the windows boarded up and things like that. And I'm wondering if, you know, they that's going towards some of their ideas of that thing. And then, of course, there's the interesting concept art of the I, I don't know if it's what they wanted the liquor to be originally. Uh, I don't know if it was going to be like they start as regular zombies and then later in the game hatch into liquors and then you have to deal with liquors later in the game or if they were actually going to retcon liquors to be a zombie with a long Yeah, they probably tongue. just didn't want to retcon it. Probably strayed too far from the whole uh, remake idea. Because in the original people- they talk about it a little bit where they just basically put the T-virus into living tissue. Yeah. And what comes out is but they liquor. in that in that uh, concept art. There's also another creature that's, I guess it was going to be an enemy in the labs where it's basically a really skinny zombie that had like a leg brace on and some tube receptacles in the in their back. Oh yeah, that looked pretty um, fucked up looking. It was very creepy looking. Uh. I don't I don't know what they were going to use that for. They also have that really fat zombie in a wheelchair, like the electronic wheelchair. Yeah, like they wanted to have a single zombie that was maybe in an electronic wheelchair, but maybe they decided not to go with that because it was I don't know. You you get these people that come into these you get these things like this that are done up and then they bring in regular people and ask them what they think and you get these fucking clams that are like, "Eh, we'd be offensive." So they pull it. It's like half of the fucking game. Well, is it offensive or is it inclusive? Fucking pick one, you know? It's like half of the games and movies that pulled a bunch of shit after 9-11 because their shit had towers in it or something. Yeah, Lord of the Rings almost like changed the name because they didn't want to call it the Two Towers. Like, come on. Right. So stupid. Um, but there, there's a lot of cool segments like that that you don't get to see. I mean, there's still art of the factory, even though it doesn't say unused. It's still some of the factory art. 
Uh, I'd like to see, hopefully they do some stuff. And actually one of the interesting things is there is artwork in there that looks like they were drawing it with the idea originally to be static camera, like a fixed camera situation. You know, a lot of the, uh, I know they were thinking about doing fixed camera. Like that wasn't always set in stone that they were going to do over the shoulders. So. So they, they certainly have some scenes that are drawn like cutouts almost. Uh, so, you know, Maybe that's still a possibility in the future, like a a static camera mode. I think it could work. Well, the thing is, is there hasn't really been a Resident Evil in the modern age like this where you can just go in and patch shit or add things. You know, so they could. They can go and decide, like, hey, we're going to just support this game for the next six months and we're going to make a first-person mode and a fixed camera mode and we're going to add New Game Plus and we're going to add this and that and you can still play the original the way it came out, but then they could add all this other stuff in a new mode, too, just to fuck around with. I mean, I'd like to see, like, um, there was this mod that came out not too long ago for the original Resident Evil 2 and I don't remember what it was called, but basically it moved all the item placements around and the enemies are, like, there's a lot more fucking enemies. Uh, You get, like, multiple handguns uh, you move faster. You can hop back when you're using the knife. You're supposed to use the knife more. And it completely changes the game. And, you know, they can just do that on their own now. Yeah. Like, what if, uh, you know, the helicopter explodes and the alarm goes off and all those zombies that are banging on the outside perimeter come in and now you got to deal with fucking horde mode. You got to board up the windows. and Yeah. There's a lot of cool, cool man. can come off of this, yeah. But, you know, not counting Resident Evil 6, because I don't, this is actually the first over-the-shoulder Resident Evil where you actually fight zombies. And I remember, I don't remember if it was an interview, but they had said something like, when they came out with Resident Evil 4, they had to make the enemies more aggressive and intelligent because the -the over-the-shoulder made it too easy to aim or something. I know that you can do this on PC probably at some point, and some people will just do it, but I'd love to see more game developers do things like, oh, you can just play as Ada, you don't... Yeah, you know, here's trench coat Ada, and that's the model you're playing as instead of, you know, it's technically. Yeah, clear, you can do that on PC. There's already model swaps. Someone yeah. found a Chris Redfield file in the do that shit. in the data, and now you can play as Chris Redfield if you want from Seven. I I really just wish developers would naturally add that kind of shit in. It'd be really nice. Cause Hunk's model's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of them on PC because I look for mods just to see. I was curious and uh, pretty much so far it's all model swaps or skins. Like there's actually one that's pretty cool, which is Leon's noir skin, but he has a red shirt instead of a white shirt. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever, but it's kind of cool. And then you got like, yeah, you can play as Hunk, you can play as Chris, you can play as Ada. And then there's some where you can play as the alternate costumes without the weird hairdos or hats they have on. So you could be like Sheriff Leon, but with his original head. And that's about the extent of the mod so far. I mean, mm-hmm. the original has been out for years and there's still not a whole lot of mods, but probably because it's so hard to get your hands on the PC version of it. But we can always pray that they decide to support the game. Because it's weird. There's never been a Resident Evil game where they can actually continue to support it. I mean, kind of with 7, but... They gave up on 7. Because, you know... They did, yeah. The the VR, they said it was a one-year exclusive 
to PlayStation and it never came out. Well, it was their bounce out. back, you know, seven was their bounce because six was complete trash and another failure. Well, it wasn't. And it made money. It sold a lot of copies. It made some money because people were excited about another Resident Evil, but the fans didn't really enjoy it. I mean, I think that was apparent. And uh, they bounced back with seven. Seven was super popular. And I think a lot of that, to be fair, and people got to watch out for this, especially game developers. I think a lot of that had to do with this game culture of, hey, here's the next big game. I get to be a part of it because that's gaming culture and I want to be a part of gaming culture. And then, you know, now, now you're in this fucking loop of everybody bought your game, but maybe your fan base doesn't really like it. Yeah, uh, but that's kind of what happened with seven. Good. Like, according to them, six sold more than seven, but seven was better received. So they decided to go back and start making Resident Evil games more like seven, going back yeah. to their old style. Which good for them, you know, like, yeah, we can keep making six, making it ridiculously action oriented and probably make money that way. But they can make almost as much money just making a good fucking Resident Evil game. Mm -hmm. And I hope they're not as dumb as they sound saying like, well, we'll make three if the demand is high enough. Like, fuck you. I don't know how you could look at the last week of Resident Evil 2 being out and the hype that was generated and being like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was all right. I guess time will tell, though, what they decide to do with that information. Her, uh, her submachine gun is an MQ11, by the way. Yeah. So Mac 11. Mac. <laughs> Mac 11. <laughs> we get it, Catcom. Good one. LE5. Le5. <laughs> MP5. LE5. The other ones I don't even know. Her Claire's other handgun is like the JMB something. JMB HP3. That's the one with the laser sight. High power HP. Browning and then high there's power. The, yeah. Then there's the SLS 60 as her revolver she starts with. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be. There's a legit gun that exists like that. It's probably one of the stupidest looking guns on the planet. But thing. The Matilda. <laughs> And then fucking Ada has a broom HC. Like, come on, man. That's a James Bond fucking. Well, if you read the description, it says it's a limited run and there was only 5,000 made. Yeah, they're using like the, because the Matilda and the broom HC in the game look so similar. I'm pretty sure the broom is based off of a. Uh, Walther. A different type of Walther than the Matilda. Maybe like the PPK is the broom and Matilda is a different version. No, well, the Matilda is the VP70. That's an The MUP H is a K. fucking Glock, by the way, pretty much. What is? Uh, USP, maybe. Uh, the MUP. Oh, yeah, it's probably a USP. Yeah, it looks like a USP. And then the M19 is an M1911. The JMB is an M1911, by the way. If you look at that gun without the laser sight, it's an M1911. It's the same exact model as the M19, pretty much. Yeah, but it's it like shoots 9mm rounds. Mighty. <laughs> they all shoot 9mm rounds. No, the, the Colt and the M19 shoot 45, which is another weird thing. So if you play on B scenario, 
all the 9mm handgun ammo switches to 45 caliber, and you have to use either the, the Colt revolver, which I don't... What do they call it? The quick draw something? Yeah. Yeah. As Claire or the, uh, the M19 as Leon. And first of all, you can't get upgrades for those guns. And they claim that they're supposed to be more powerful than the regular handgun. Uh. Pardon me. But they're, they don't seem like they are. And when you make handgun ammo out of gunpowder, you still get 9mm. Right. So it's like, I don't know what they were doing with that. Yeah, like why? <laughs> they should have just... Like, this is how I thought it worked. I thought I fucked up and like, oh, if you pick up the gun or you pick up the forty-five in that room, uh, then all the ammo changes. Well, it changes whether you pick it up or not. But that's how they should have done it, right? If you don't pick up the gun, then everything just stays 9mm. I, I don't, I don't like them as much. In somehow. Well, I mean, it kind of fucks you up because now you have to, if you're on hardcore and you're really trying to do it efficiently and manage your resources, you got to worry about two different types of handgun ammo. All the stuff you make and then all the stuff you find. So I, I don't know. I don't really get what they were doing with that, but they did. It's weird. So, mm-hmm. Anthem. Anthem. I'm excited to play it. I'm going to go hardcore on it. Yeah, That's about I mean, all I have to say Seems okay. It. I like the fast-paced combat. I just hope that it uh, it offers more than the demo. I mean... I know it will because it's just a fucking demo, but it doesn't really have me hyped. I'm not blown away by it. I mean, it's fun. I don't know if it's going to, you know, entertain us for more than a month or two. The UI is kind of non-intuitive. I'm sure that'll be fine after a couple weeks, but. And oddly enough, I played the, uh, the closed alpha, and the alpha ran better than the demo. So I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if the alpha's newer or what. I think but... it's because it's a vertical slice. It's garbage. What? Is, yeah, but what does that even mean? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, you're just repeating the marketing jar. It's a vertical slice. Okay. From when? I'm assuming that means you get a little bit of everything the game has to offer. A little bit of walking around in the fort, and a little bit of the free open world stuff, and a little bit of a dungeon, a little bit of story missions, and that's it. But if the whole, if the full game is just more of that, I mean, I don't know. I hope, I mean, I hope it does well. I hope Bioware sticks around and keeps making games, because I generally enjoy their games. I'm not a huge super fan, like a lot of people are. Dragon Age was, you know, pretty good. I didn't like Mass Effect. I just, I don't know why. I couldn't really get into them. I think it's it's just daunting. You know, you go into these games and you realize there's a huge fucking game world and that there's all this stuff to do. And you're like, I just don't like the actual game enough to put that kind of time into it. I played the first Mass Effect for like an hour. Maybe two or three hours. Gotta get into it. The story's really good. Well, that's what people say, but I couldn't because I never played the the first one. I never. You gotta look past it at some point. Yeah, but there's not really a time investment with that. Like those kind of games, I don't want to half-ass it. 
It's like playing Skyrim and then just doing the main story and calling it a day. Yeah, I can understand that. So uh, that's what I have to say. How about you, Gabbler? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, what else about Anthem? Yeah, the the alpha. I was really surprised that it played that well. Like, hey, this is a pretty good looking game, and I got it maxed out, and it's running fine. And then the demo was the opposite of that. Demo was all kinds of stuttery. I kept getting disconnected. Um, it was it was kind of weird. All the sounds were like delayed. Sometimes like my gun yeah. wouldn't make any gunfire sounds when I shot. Uh, some of the movement is awkward. Like it seems like the game is meant to be played on a larger scale, right? So when you're trying to make those smaller movements, you're constantly like getting trapped on terrain and tripping over yourself, trying to move just a little bit because they don't want you to move just a little bit. The flying is still awkward. I mean, changing the controls helped a little bit, but I got to just fine-tune it or something, because it just feels like I'm all over the place with the flying controls. And I never got far enough into the demo to unlock the other javelin, so I've only really experienced one of them. I mean, it was fine. But I still don't know if I'm going to go with... I don't think I'm going to go with the Colossus. I think I'm going to go with either the Ranger or... Uh, I mean, I know you can change it any time, but... I'm sure the weapons are a factor that you pick up or break down. So probably probably one of the faster moving ones is what I'm going with. What are you doing right now? Why are you muted? Tell your wife to shut up. <laughs> I can't. Does she realize, like, this is a live podcast. Tell her to get on Discord if she wants to be a part of it. Can you hear me right now? Go away. We're making money. I was right. It is the wife. <laughs> it is the wife. Well, I don't have much to say, though. I mean, I need to play more of the game before I can say anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the demo, there wasn't a whole lot there. The story seems interesting. It looks good. doesn't play great. Um, I'm hoping that gets changed. Um, but I hope it's not just another fucking loot grind loop. Because that's what happens. That's what happens with Destiny. That's what happens with a lot of these games. It's get this open world. And they just expect you to go out into the world and run around. And that's not really what I want to do. I don't want to do the same boring fucking activities over and over and over again. Trying to get the perfect fucking drop. So that I can increase my damage output by .001%. So I can fucking look over at all these other people and be like, Hey, look at my damage output. And they can be like, I don't fucking care. That's because that's going to be damage meters in this game, though. Yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> of course, there's not going to be damage. It's like having, it'd be like having a damage meter for Destiny. It doesn't really make any sense. But still, I mean, how many people are actually going around like, man, look at the gear that guy has. I want that gear. So impressive. He must be really good. No, just really lucky or yeah. really no lifing it. Well, it come, it's the 13th is when you can preload it, and the 15th you can play it if you got Premiere. So we'll probably play the shit out of it and then see how it goes. 
yeah, well, after Resident Evil, this next these next couple of weeks are kind of going to be like, well, what do we do? Because there's not a whole lot. We still got tabletop. Gonna be doing some tabletop simulator on the weekends if Seth gets his fucking shit together and looks at Discord ever. Monty's usually the life pretty of good the about high it. Yeah. Monty turned off notifications. Here, here's a little PSA for all you people out there who use Discord. Um, when you go in, if you ever get annoyed that your phone is blowing up every time someone tags at everyone in one of the many servers you're probably in, you could turn that off but still get notified when people mention you specifically. Yeah, Monty. <laughs> Talking to you and everyone else out there who doesn't look at Discord whenever they're fucking mentioned in a comment repeatedly. Seth. Yeah, you heard me. So, uh, I thought we had more to talk about with Anthem, but I guess not. Not really. Most of it was Resident Evil. All right, well, the uh, the most recent thing that I guess we can talk about is Metro Exodus comes out the same day as uh, Anthem. And I was going to play it eventually, you know, like maybe a week or two, depending on how Anthem goes. Because I like the first two Metros. They're not really replayable. But this one looked a lot more outdoorsy, exploring apocalyptic wor- post-apocalyptic worlds and shit. Uh, they used RTX, and I got an RTX card, and it looks really good. So I was curious. Uh, but then they switched over from Steam to the Epic Store, which, you know, whatever, they want to make more money. But then when people complained about it, they fucking lashed out at the fans, saying, basically threatening them, saying that, well, if you guys boycott this game on PC, then the next Metro is going to be a console exclusive, which, you know, as soon as someone tells me to do something, I don't want to fucking do it. So fuck you, 4K. You know what? You don't want, you want me to... <laughs> buy your fucking console exclusive metro you want to make it on console go ahead yeah, make you. it on console and lose fucking three quarters of your I fan base i was really worried about metro anyways well i mean i was curious but like they seem to think that there's like these hardcore fucking fans out there and i'm just thinking like i don't know anyone who's like yeah metro is my favorite game ever like everyone plays it and kind of thinks it's good and then that's kind of it like no one's jerking off 4k games you know it's not like, uh, Some what's the are. other one? Cy- <laughs> what's, who's making Cyberpunk? CD Projekt Red? Yeah, Red Idiot. Yeah, Red so people. they got too fucking big for their britches, and, oh, we're going to make it console exclusive if you don't buy it. Well, fine then. Go for it. Plus, I mean, I wouldn't mind it so much, except they didn't just put it on the Epic Store. People have already pre-ordered it on Steam, and then they changed it to the Epic Store. And they're like, we realize it's kind of an inconvenience yeah. for, for people, but we think that our fans will be willing to take the extra no two minutes to, to download the Epic launcher. It's like, it fuck you, man. You paid money to take it off Steam. Like, I don't know why you just wouldn't have it on both. I don't know if you can. You know? I well, mean, I think, I think the, one of the big arguments for the developer is <laughs> that they're, um, they're, they don't have. Uh, like Steam takes thirty percent or something like that. But yeah, that's why everyone's. Isn't. Yeah, they take twelve percent, which is why a lot of people are moving to the Epic Store. But I mean, this is what's going to happen because it's capitalism. Epic's going to offer twelve percent, and a bunch of franchises are going to move over there. That and then Steam and Steam is going to yeah. lower their fee, and then Epic's going to increase their fee, and they're both going to settle somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent. Right. 
I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't really care what launcher it's on. And yeah, it's not a bother to fucking download a launcher. But part of it, A, is fuck Fortnite. And I want to support Epic as little as possible. Yeah. And also, I'm fucking tired of having eight different fucking launchers for all these different games. The whole, the whole idea of Steam is that all your games are in one place. Now I got yeah. Origin, I got fucking Uplay, I got Steam, I got the Bethesda launcher. Like, it's just fucking annoying. It's bound to happen eventually. I mean, realistically, it's kind of dumb to focus on your own launcher. I get it. Like, they don't want to have to pay Steam anything, but... Yeah, but again, time, like you said, why can't they do both? Is it part yeah. of the contract that they can't? Because it, it doesn't really make sense. You yeah, know? I don't like, know. Maybe Valve doesn't let them do that. We don't know. For all we know, Valve could be the bad guys here. I mean, if you're so convinced that there's so many people that love your game, release it on both. If people want to support you guys more, they'll buy it on the Epic Store. But, you know, they're not they're not doing that. They're not letting people make that choice. They're making fuck the em. choice for us. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. I'll buy it for 20. I'll buy it for 20 bucks on the summer sale. Oh, wait. Right. 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Can't because there's not going to be an epic summer sale. Yeah. Well, that that just means they might start doing their own sales. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, Metro, you know, if you were uh, a bigger company or 4K, if you were a bigger company with some more games under your belt that were more popular, maybe, you know, you could have pulled something like this. But as it stands right now, I don't want to play your depressing fucking Russian shooter that takes place in a yeah. fucking swampland post-apocalyptic Russians. subway system. Fuck off. Fucking Russians. <laughs> Go read the post because it's it, tell, there's tell some Vla- grammatical tell errors too. Tell Vladimir Putin is it to blow me. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably fucking malware anyway. <laughs> All right. Well. For every person that downloads Metro on the Epic Store, you're contributing to a Hillary Clinton win. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Thanks, Putin. <laughs> it's going to be a write-in. The Russian 2020 saw the Russians evading with a game called Metro. All right. So that's well, it? This has been fun. I got to go make dinner. All right. Well, two more minutes while we close out. Uh, so this oh, is man. Electronic Gaming Mostly. This is our first live podcast. Uh, nobody's here. So... <laughs> Good job. (laughs) Well, Salamone was here for a minute, and uh, Hobbits and Isengard was talking about Resident Evil with us. So thanks for that. This will be uploaded right now. We do this every Sunday unless, you know, things happen. Last weekend was Resident Evil. We got distracted. Um, I did it, but chose not to. I forgot. (laughs) I took a four-day weekend. I forgot. I just forgot. Time seems when you fuck up your schedule and take five days off just to play video games, everything is kind of like what day slash time is it right now? Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitch right here because you're here now. And if you're here later, you could find me here now on Twitch. Twitch. Um, I might be changing my name to uh Senpai Defiant. We'll see how that plays. We'll say that out loud a few times when people are watching (laughs) and no one's listening. Jesus. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll come up with something better. (laughs) And, uh, what else? Yeah. You can follow me on Twitch and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. And I'm on all those things. Please do that. I'm hilarious. We need (laughs) to do a poll. Yeah. I've tried doing polls before just to get engagement and, or uh, 
sucking senpai. <laughs> well, you can be Sensei Bates. Sensei Bates. <laughs> I think you should take that one. That one's good. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's just a fucking stupid pun, and it doesn't Monster even. Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny once or twice, but not it's marketable. It's funny enough to bring people in. I yeah, really plus, plus, I told you, I still have living relatives that will be disappointed in They're me. not going to know. Well, they might. Fucking, uh, would you rather them, would you rather be uh, like a, a masturbation pun and your family might be a little bit like, eh, or would you rather be sin, uh, senpai and then your family's like, oh, God, he's a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what that is. Okay, well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find Gabler sometimes in some places. He doesn't care. Mm, Whatever. I'm around the internet. If you really want to find him, you'll find him. <clears throat> Just tune into the State of the Union. I'll be there. <laughs> like you'll be watching as well. <laughs> I'll be watching at the same time. Have you ever... Look up at the sky and seen the State of the Union and realize that Gabler's watching the State of the Union too. And, and for a moment, it's like you're in the same place again. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah, I was just checking. Just wanted to check. All right, well, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I'll be back uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Be streaming Tuesday. Don't know what we're streaming, but we'll be streaming. I've thought about it. We could do fucking. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> For Far Cry 5, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, they did do DLC, and there's New Game Plus now, so we could do Far Cry 5. But you gotta let me know before fucking 7 o'clock on Tuesday so I can download it. Okay, maybe. <laughs> gotta clear All out right. some space. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been the Electronic Gaming Mostly Podcast. I'm Seeker127. That's Gabbler. Fuck off.